Well, welcome once again to Legacy Leadership Alliance. I am Bishop Sean Cooper, and I tell you, it is a joy to share with you here on Legacy Leadership Alliance. Legacy Leadership Alliance is a weekly podcast dedicated to emerging generations and thought leaders for legacy transference in the marketplace, educational systems, and religious institutions. Legacy Leadership Alliance four points are legacy, mentorship, PK Alliance, and pastoral infrastructure. Well, it's a blessing once again to share with you here on Legacy Leadership Alliance. I'm excited and I'm ready to go. Of course, we talked about leadership greatness in the last two sessions. We talked about discovering the characteristics of greatness and how uh, to practice self-evaluation as a leader and literally take ownership of our behavior. The second, we talked about conquering the inner dialogue of leadership. Somebody may say, well, what are you talking about this inner dialogue of leadership? Well, you need to know what you're saying to yourself or what voice that you are listening to. Because sometimes we can be listening to the satanic um, darkened counsel, the evil deception that the devil have for us. And it comes through insecurities. It comes through fear. And a lot of times that inner dialogue of negativity rob us of true leadership and true greatness in him. Because it's in him that we find life. It's in him that we find purpose. It's in him, that is Christ, that we are established. And it's not necessarily the work of Christ as it is the relationship of Christ. And a lot of times we, as leaders, we pay more attention, uh, more attention doing the work of the ministry than the worship and the intimacy, putting more attention and stock and stability in our prayer life as opposed to the gifts and the power, the power gifts and things that God give us to perform and operate in. Uh, we have to value and put more stock in the time of prayer than the work of the ministry. But today, I want to talk about becoming a wise finisher as it relates to leadership greatness. You know, I quote a principle that God gave me years ago, and it is that the highest level of self-dignity that you could achieve is finishing what you started. You see, you see, finishing is a reflection of personal wholeness. One of the things about leadership is essential is that we have to be finishers and not professional starters. Now, you that are young, younger ministers or you are entrepreneurs, you're starting a new business or you are sitting under the authority of a leader and you're giving a, an assignment there is something that God is eyeing. He's watching the finish, not just the start, because we are professional starters. But the finish, when you finish, that's where the power is, because it is something um, that is completed. Why is it so important? Well, let me say it this way. Why is it such a fight to finish a mandate or finish something that God told you to do? In completion or carrying it to duration. Why is it so hard? Because the devil know that the power is in the finish. So he's going to fight 
If you are an entrepreneur, if you just started a job, or if you started on a book, or you started on a, uh, a vision project, or whatever it may be, you need to know that the devil is not intimidated at, at you starting it. In fact, in some cases, he would love for you to start, but not complete. Because what the enemy is interested in you, in doing rather, is that you become pregnant with promise, pregnant with purpose, pregnant with destiny, pregnant with vision, but abort it prematurely. You know, as a, a senior pastor, I've seen some stuff, man. But one, one thing that I've seen that has been crippling in the lives of people is for a young couple uh, that just freshly got married and they plan to have a baby and they do all those exercises, you know what I'm saying, to become, pre- <laughs> become pregnant. And then something happened in the process of that or a defect happened in the womb of that mother that is waiting for that child and feeling that child grow in her, right, but cannot deliver and the child dies for whatever reason. The after effect of that uh, affects them psychologically in a way that it takes the grace of God for them to believe again. It's the same way when God gives us vision and purpose and, you know, we're excited about what God has given us, but something along the line of distractions, procrastination, um, satanic attacks, um, crisis, uh, causes that promise, that baby, right, to be aborted or it died prematurely because of other things that come, and sometimes not even uh, in our control. In other words, external pressures that come. We can't control all that stuff, but what we can control is that which God has given us, and what we can do is protect that which is of promise, okay? So it's very important that we finish what God started in us. We take the promise, the vision to duration. That is the the, the mark of true greatness is that we could commit and don't quit. You say, you say, Bishop, man, why is it so important for us to finish as leaders? Well, Jesus was a finisher. He touched or handled nothing without finishing what he started. The scripture says in Luke 14 and 28, and most of us know that the Bible talks about intending to build a house, a uh, you know, someone that starts, they intend to build the house, but they didn't sit, sit down first to count the calls. Rather, they have the sufficient uh, finances to finish it. And then the scripture says they lay the foundation, but because distractions or because of procrastination or because of whatever may be, they did not finish, and as a result, those that behold what they built or started to build because they laid the foundation, but they didn't put up the walls. Those that behold this particular minister or leader's behavior or action look at that, and they are discouraged or they are laughing or they're viewing in because this person started but didn't complete it. Of course, you that are listening to me that happen to be younger ministers that sit under a pastor, 
I want you to know one of the signs of true maturity within you is when you finish the assignment that your leader give you and you finish satisfactory. It's not halfway done, 99% and a half done. No, the, the power is in the completion and not in just finishing, but the perfection, right? And the excellence of the finish is very important. You don't start a race and then at the end, you know, uh, 15 yards from the finish line, you putter out and quit. God gets no glory in incompleted projects. You know, as a leader, um, finishing begins with personal value and personal respect. The more you respect yourself, the more you see the need to, uh, to finish. It's really, it's really about respect. It's, it's about understanding that God has placed his hand on you, given you an assignment, which is a holy assignment, a holy mandate, right? And you understand the consequences of not finishing, right? You understand the, the dividends and the blessings of finishing. So it's not just you respect the mandate that God has given you, you respect yourself. Because once you start finishing what God started in you as a leader, it gives you a, a sense of significance, right? You're able to look at the manifestation of the completion and the productivity, the blessings, and the benefits that come as a result of carrying vision, purpose, to duration. I wrote in my, my book, um, The Journey to Greatness. Now, check this out. Freedom comes as a result of working from the beginning of a project all the way to putting the final touches on the project. Personal satisfaction is found in something that you have put effort in, into and carried it to completion. Now, listen to what I said. We all must reexamine our lives by looking deep within deep within our hearts, to determine whether we have chosen to live a lifestyle of procrastination or production, delay or mobilization, okay? Now, that, that's a lot of meat on that bone right there because often um, we don't examine our lives as it relates to assignment. We got like 10 things going on and nothing is completed. We have many times half-hearted projects, right, that we carried it. And when we started, we started with fire. <laughs> I mean, we started with a blaze, but put it out and didn't bring that thing to completion, whether it was a book, a song, or, you know, starting a business. You know, we always start, then when it get hard, we, we die out and go to something else. So, so, we all, even myself, have to re-examine ourselves, right? And we have to come to a realization, are we falling into the trap of being procrastinators or people that's bound by delay but not mobilization? And I'm not suggesting just movement. I'm talking about movement to completion. In this 27 years of being a senior pastor, actually going on 28, I've had ministers, younger ministers to come to me and and they said they want to be used and I give them a you know an assignment and it may be something you know small um 
but they don't complete it. They start it, they don't complete it. Then they ask for something else. And I tell them, I said, well, you got to bloom where you're planted. Okay, you, you have to finish the last thing before you can go on to the new thing. You know, because I've had some was upset with me because I hadn't, you know, brought them up to preach in front of the people in, you know, a year or six months or whatever. And and so they figure they figured that they're not being used, that I'm overlooking them. No, um, I know that you want to preach, but I did ask you to fix that tire for the for the nursery worker uh, van so they can pick up the families, then bring them to, to church. You see, you want to advance and be mobilized on the next level of destiny and purpose without fulfilling the last mission, okay? Listen, there is no real spiritual graduation unless you pass the last grade. You can't flunk out first and second and third and just expect to be moved to fourth grade. No, you got to conquer where you are. You've got to pass the test. You've got to finish what you started or what are the responsibilities or assignments that's been given to you. Now, I personally, personally believe that that is one of the struggles of leadership. People are jumping grades. They are being affirmed and being anointed and being approved, right, prematurely. They haven't been a youth pastor. They, 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 they was not taught um, how to serve in the nursery. Um, there was no assignments given to them in the lower ranks of ministry. And all of a sudden, they become a pastor, right? Never was an associate pastor, never was a full-time evangelist, never was a youth pastor, never uh, served in cleaning the toilets, you know, never vacuumed the floor. But all of a sudden, now I am a senior pastor, See, when, you, when we say senior pastor, it means you've been battle-tested. And when you miss these steps and become a senior leader, and sometimes by the approval of man, when you get there, the pressure will break you. It's hard to have the wisdom uh, to maintain your marriage and not lose your way. That's why the Bible speaks in Timothy that a bishop cannot be a novice or a pastor, or those that are senior leaders cannot be a novice. And the reason why the scripture says that is because Satan, because of their immaturity, will deceive them. They can't handle it. You see, as leaders, I believe that fighting through the mental, physical, or personal, personal battles are all a part of the finisher's journey. I wrote something in, in my book that, um, that finishers not only fight, they are poised to finish the fight. In other words, whatever assignment they're giving, they're given rather, um, they finish it, right? Whatever fight that comes in the process of finish, finishing, they fight that fight and they finish that fight. In other words, the wars and the struggles don't run them away because some people... They start, they start the fight, right, and then they leave the fight when the fight <laughs> gets tough. Well, that's not the, the, the essence of a, a real finisher, a leader that understands true greatness, is that they finish the fight. 
Now, whether the, you picked on the devil or the devil picked on you, regardless, if you take an assignment and it's just too big, well, generally when God gives us assignment, uh, if it's not bigger than you, then it's not God. And in the process of that, there's going to be a fight. All right? There's going, you're going to have to fight, whether, whether you're working in the nursery ministry, whether you're an entrepreneur and just started, right, your business. They say it takes at least five years just to get some type of footage in entrepreneurship. In fact, they say if you don't lose a few businesses in the process of entrepreneurship, you are not a real entrepreneur. In this dynamic of leadership, there's going to be some pressure and complications and some difficulties. But can you finish it? If God said it, can you finish what God said? Now, it's not in your might and your, your power. We know it's by the Spirit, you that are a seasoned or mature believers, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, right? Because that is uh, where the weight of greatness um, is displayed, right? It's in him, like I said in the beginning. It's in him that we live and move and have our being. So I guess what I'm saying is that finishing uh, cannot just be a preference to greatness, right? But a condition to greatness. A preference is, you know, something you just prefer. But when it's a condition, it means it's a principle. It, it comes with the package. It's inseparable, you cannot be a finisher um, and not be a person that brings things to satisfactory, right? It has to be something that you're rooted in. When you're not a finisher, there's a lot of inactivity, a lot of idleness, a lot of, uh, you know, you, you, you get distracted. You, 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 something always clip you or hinder your pace or distract you. no. Now, I'm not suggesting that being a finisher, that these temptations don't come. They will come. In fact, the devil is going to throw every roadblock he can at your feet to get you distracted. But you have to be disciplined and convicted by the Holy Spirit that this is God's objective. This is God's mission, not my own. And that ought to be, give you uh, the necessary um, dynamics, the, the inner working of passion to complete what God has started or laid in your lap. And that is very significant to greatness. It's very significant to the purpose of God. You know, there's another dynamic to this thing called leadership greatness. And that is when you are one that is a finisher, halfway is, medio is mediocre. And only strong finish, only a strong finish is worthy of true greatness because mediocrity is often guided by those who have lost passion, its purpose in their life. And if you're not careful, that mediocrity can get into the bones of faith, you know. <laughs> it, could, uh, it, can, it could distract you, it can clip you, it can hinder you because you lose the passion, the emotions, and the feeling. You know, when I started School of Greatness um, 10 years ago, one of the things I had to attack or make sure that it did not interrupt me was the spirit of mediocrity. Because I had to deal with the stress of uh, 
creating the curriculum and with help of, of my team, of course, um, the stress of how do I communicate with the uh, principals and also the staff to believe in what we're doing. And, you know, within that 10 years, we had at least five different principals. Every couple of years, there was another principal that had a different vision than the one. And I would say three out of the five was directly against me. And when you constantly having the opposition, first you got to deal with the kids. Then you have to deal with the the people that gave you the money to make sure that you're operating according to the protocols that's there. And then now you have to deal with the um, the uh, principal as well as the staff that don't believe in what you're doing because the principal don't believe in what you're doing. When you have that uphill battle before you even get to the kids, it can weigh on your patience. It can weigh on your tolerance. It can weigh on your convictions. And before you know it, because the fight is so furious and so consistent, it can weigh on your faith and it it reduces its um, impact. It reduces, well, not impacting you, but it, it starts to uh, affect your momentum, right? And then that's when that mediocrity starts trying to get in to make you shift responsibilities that this is not as important as it was uh, five years ago because the fight has increased. No, when the fight begins to become more aggressive, it's because you're getting closer to the finish. In other words, you're getting closer to simply winning in that particular area. And I thank God that we didn't quit. We didn't deviate. We didn't allow mediocre mediocrity to steal the moment, but we stay faithful. We stay focused. We stay, we, we stay fervent. And as a result, God has blessed us and set us on a platform that potentially in the next year we could be all over the world. You know, speaking on, on focus, I believe that all finishers have unbreakable focus or better yet, should have unbreakable focus. Because true finishers, they don't drop the mission because uh, distractions are there. No, they, that's when they become like an eagle. Their, their vision can't, can't be disrupted by trouble, by trivial things, by circumstance, because the true finisher really recognize that those things are there to distract them. Because perhaps, just perhaps, God is allowing them to get closer to the finish line. The completion of a thing. Come on. So that they can go to the next progressive word. So we don't become inundated with trivial things, nor do we lose drive uh, when the mission becomes sidetracked by foolish talking, hypocrisies, or, you know, uh, people that are, that, uh, that are undisciplined. No, no. We, we stay focused and we cultivate a sense of discipline. We are fervent. We are lasting. Um, we are not temporary. We have a clear goal. We have concentration. Um, and we recognize that that's essential to move forward in forward progress, being a finisher. You know, Jesus, he, he was our mentor. And, and even Paul, both of these incredible men of faith, Jesus being God, Paul being a servant of the king, they all had unbreakable focus. And this type of focus 
could not be broken by burnout, discouragement, uh, the feeling of motionlessness, <laughs> or simply life priorities that interfere with their focus. It, it is, it's my opinion, my opinion, that to have this type of unbreakable focus is realizing that if God called you, then there exists within the call everything you need to finish, everything you need to finish. God has organically embedded in you the blueprint and the burden for the mission, but also within that call are benefits such as resources, favor, capacity to finish, satisfactory. It's all in you. Well, my time is up, man. I've had a great time. And of course, we've talked about leadership greatness in three sessions. Um, And so I hope you've been blessed. I want you to stay on the wall like Nehemiah and don't quit. Remember, it is better to live by principle than to die by impulse. You go with God and be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly blessed.